Hello and welcome back to the podcast called Power Tools from the National Association of Chronic Disease Directors. I'm your host, John Patton, and today we have a very special guest with us, as always, um, a gentleman named Brad Bellingrath, and Brad is the CEO of D Meetings, and we're going to talk about that, ideas in diabetes. Uh, but as many of you know, we call this podcast Power Tools because we really want to connect with private vendors and partners in public health that can exponentially add power to your work and to ours at the National Association. So uh, we, we vet these uh, partners uh, very carefully, and uh, it's always a delight when we come across them because we want to be able to add value to your work by introducing you to them. So, so Brad is working with a number of uh, state health departments. We'll talk about that in a second. But let me go ahead and allow Brad to introduce himself, CEO of D-Meetings. Brad? John, yes, thank you for having me. Um, so I am with, uh, as John mentioned, D-Meetings. We do online diabetes patient education, and specifically DSMES. Um, I am from Jacksonville, Florida. I originally grew up in New England and um, have three wonderful kids. And just uh, great to be here with you, John, and um, looking forward to sharing more of what we're all about and how we are helping departments of health um, to get DSMES um, out to the masses. Oh, man, and, and I believe the number is about 30 million right now, uh, people in the United States with diabetes. Uh, 50%, I've heard, as many, uh, as high as 50% don't have uh, education right now, diabetes management education. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But, but before I get into these details, I, I wanted to um, have you explain a little bit about your background. You, you bring all this media, web, streaming expertise to the world of diabetes, but largely, you know, in part at least, because of your own personal touch with diabetes. Tell me about that. Yes, yeah, so um, I will. Let me, let me land on that in the end. But, but firstly, I started doing uh, computer and online training back in the 80s. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, back in the late 80s, early 90s regarding, um, I did video training for, if you can remember, back in the days when you did uh, Lotus 123 and WordPerfect and DOS. So as I've been doing this online computer type training for a long time. Um, got into the audiovisual business and then ultimately web streaming and, and e-learning type content. Uh, throughout the 2000s, and um, uh, so I have I have had this long uh, line of of online education, um, and then sure enough, I was di diagnosed with diabetes, and uh, that was about 10 years ago, and and noticed at the time that there was this huge hole in uh, helping people to better manage the condition. And uh, combined that with my background in online education, and sure enough, I um, uh, decided to pursue uh, diabetes patient education, uh, knowing that I had a hard time 
getting education when I was first diagnosed, and uh, and I just saw saw a great opportunity there, and and why not uh, help a lot a lot of people while at the same time um, you know being in business. So so that is a a brief synopsis of my professional background and how I got to this point um, here in 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 doing D meetings. I've been doing D meetings now for about seven or eight years. And um, we are producing new content all the time back into the studio this coming December and really looking forward to doing that. And, and we're also doing a series on uh, heart health, heart disease, and stroke. Um, so we're, we're, we're not just in diabetes, but also other chronic, area, chronic disease areas. Well, I, I love to hear that because there is, I think, still, as, as you and I have talked previously about a big hole in the market still, even though you've been doing this for 10 years, uh, there are very few folks out there delivering online uh, diabetes management, education, and then also heart health uh, for hypertension and other conditions. So um, it, it always amazes me and uh, that, that a, a gap like that could exist even as technology has exploded uh, on the scene. But, but you took your, your expertise in technology, your, your, your understanding of diabetes and the need, but then you, you didn't just create your own thing. You worked uh, or got it uh, approved by AADE. Is that correct? Tell me about the, the curriculum itself. Yes, definitely. So um, I'm really just the executive producer. I hire certified diabetes educators and other health professionals to create the content and to deliver it on camera. Um, and online. So, so I'm just kind of the orchestrator and the idea guy, and, and there are a lot of other people involved in, in producing the content. But um, our content was approved by the American Association of Diabetes Educators uh, several years ago, which is a little bit different than being reviewed. Uh, we're currently being reviewed, and actually within the next month or so, we'll have that review formalized. But um, uh, the American Association of Diabetes Educators has uh, approved the curriculum. It's based on uh, what's referred to as the AADE7, which are the seven core behaviors of better managing your diabetes. Um, and so, uh, so we uh, offer this as a, as a curriculum, basically, and um, it's very comprehensive, and, and I can get into the product and, the, and, and how it's structured um, as we go forward in this call, good, good, because I want to, I want to know, you know, how many modules, how, how, how is it formatted in this learning management system, etc. But, but first, I want to ask, um, you know, about the target audience. Uh, are these for, uh, I guess, certified diabetes educators? Could it be just regular health coaches? Uh, you know, who, who can take the curriculum uh, and, and run with it? Sure. Well, it starts with, you know, somebody most likely in a department of health. Um, oftentimes. Departments of Health are funded through uh, grants, and in those grants you have certain strategies. And this online curriculum meets a number of those strategies. So, uh, you know, the first user or, or uh, owner of the content is potentially a Department of Health. And then they then distribute this content as maybe a benefit to their partners. So um, a partner could be uh, an employer or a hospital, um, state-run health clinics. Um, there are also uh, pharmacy associations. There's a whole slew of, of potential partners that 
the, the Department of Health works with that is in line with the strategies that they have set forth for their funding. Um, and then once the curriculum lands in a, let's say, for instance, a hospital, um, they then, uh, the curriculum is used within their diabetes program for patients. And the patient is the ultimate consumer of our content, and, um, and, uh, but we have a number of, of layers, let's say, where the, the program is, um, is distributed through, um, starting with a Department of Health. Okay, and and when you talk about distribute, you're talking about having access to the LMS, to the software, being able to log in and, and access it. Correct. Correct. It's a matter of just getting it out to the. You know, you mentioned uh, 30 million people, and half of them don't have uh, don't have education. So it's a matter of getting it out to the the people who need the education in order to offset, you know, costs and uh, make our populations more healthy. So amen. the go ahead. Oh, amen. I mean, it's that's the, the challenge, and especially if I'm not. I know you work with Arkansas. You work going to Utah. You work going to Delaware. All those states, as do it, pretty much every state has a uh, either a rural population or a, let's call it a traveling population. People that are that are yes. traveling and moving around on driving trucks or jumping on airplanes. And so having it online is so convenient. Am I right? No doubt, no doubt. But having it online, there's some there's some nuances there in terms of, and we can get into this again later. But uh, when it comes to reimbursement, you know, there's some great, great benefits, obviously, for the online side of things. But there are some guidelines that need to be followed in order for uh, for reimbursement to happen, and that kind of trumps uh, a little bit the the benefits of online. Um, many of many of those scenarios need to be face to face, but uh, but you can combine. There's ways around it through telemedicine and so forth. So, got it, got it. Well, let's let's jump into the program then and the, the product itself. Uh, talk to me about the the modules, about the quizzes and the evaluation, and all the little pieces. Great. Okay. So, the 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 entire program is embedded in an LMS. You mentioned it a couple minutes ago. Uh, LMS is a learning management system, and what that, what that, let's say, web or software environment does is manage learners and manage coursework uh, so that um, you can have, uh, you can monitor a learner going through a course and see how long they've watched it for, where they watched it from, how well they did on a quiz, and so as we distribute our content, it's all embedded in a learning management system uh, that manages each individual patient. The other element of that is that the, the coursework is, um, is all embedded also as we, as we provision a, an instance, let's say, it's all a branded instance. So, for instance, um, you know, Utah has their own branded portal where all of this coursework lives and all of their users are able to be part of uh, so, that, so that it's a, um, an individual instance for each client that we have. And, uh, and therefore, we provision these, these instances so that um, you don't mix and mingle 
patients and and various clients and so forth. So um, that's a, a big part of of how we um, provision, I guess, let's say the the content. And also, and also that branded approach. Uh, gives the, the patient sometimes uh, a little higher level of comfort. They may feel more comfortable dealing with the, the state health department program in their mind. They're they're seeing it that way than um, you know some some company out there called D meetings that they've never heard of. Right? Is that correct? Yep, no doubt. And 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 the also as a as a Department of Health partners with one of their uh, partnering organizations, we literally. Uh, brand for that partnering organization as well. So if it's a community rural health network, the portal says that. Or if wow. it's a hospital, the portal says that. So we brand it for whoever is um, is uh, the final end user of our product, and then not really end user, but but end provider of our product. Yeah, sure. Well, and, and tell me, tell me, how long does this take? If I want to, if I want to go online, how many weeks, modules, my uh, self-paced? You know, what's is there a time sure. limit? For, yeah. So um, once the portal has been provisioned and set up, um, an admin is established, and then and then the content is provided to patients, and whether that be through a um, accredited diabetes. Um, uh, a program or through uh, healthcare clinics or through employers. Um, it, the, ultimately, the content is then provisioned to a patient. And, um, and so once the patient signs up and starts going through the coursework, each module, there, there are a total of 10 modules for the, the series, and each module is ba- all modules are based on the AADE seven, and I mentioned that earlier. That's the seven core behaviors to better managing your diabetes. But we developed ten modules. I had to get ten out of seven, and um, we did we did a, a, an intro module and a summary module that brings us to nine, and then we did a we did two modules for healthy eating. So there is a module or two for each component of the AADE7. Each module is about a half hour long, maybe a little less, between 25 minutes and a half hour. So to get through the entire series, you're looking at about, uh, I don't know, maybe six, six and a half hours because there's also a quiz associated with each session um, to guarantee uh, you know, comprehension of what the learner is experiencing. And one last thing I'll say here is that you can onboard patients easily by really just inviting them through an email. Um, once they're signed up and logged in and they've been entered into the system as a patient, the system can actually do it kind of on autopilot because we have a an email drip or a promotional component that, um, you know, after lesson number one, they get an email, great job, you're on, your, you're on a path to being more healthy and, and, and uh, click here to, to begin lesson two. And so we have that drip going throughout the series 
so that a, a learner is encouraged to stay with it and uh, continue to a point of completion. So um, certainly a mouthful here <laughs> with all of what I've just said, but uh, you know, I'd, love to, I'd love to chat more with anybody about this as, uh, as they become more interested in it. Well, I think I think that's the the what I really enjoyed talking to you about is uh, how custom oriented you are. You really want to fit your product to the the customer, be it a state health department or a health system or a, a community based organization or an employer. Even in fact, on that on that point about employers, if they have many do these days have a, a dietitian or a nutritionist on staff at their company. Uh, they could, uh, an employer could just decide, we want to purchase this and provide it to our um, uh, people, you know, our employees with diabetes and, and have that educator deliver it, correct? No doubt. That educator is a, is a fantastic liaison or coach. And to be the middleman or the middle person of, um, of offering this. So just just really, really um, a great opportunity for engaging with the patient and helping the patient to be more, um, just more healthy and more compliant with a more healthy lifestyle. Um, yeah. The, the, the coach uh, can also benefit from this because a lot of coaches, you know, I mean, let's say a, a wellness professional in an, in an employer's organization, and maybe they don't know a whole lot about diabetes. So uh, this program can not only obviously help the patient, but it can definitely help the coach who's also coming up to speed in, in diabetes. In fact, this content is actually approved as continuing education or CE curriculum in a number of health coaching uh, organizations. So it's not only patient education, but also education for health coaches, uh, and they can get CE for it in that way. Well, you know, we all hear a lot about the diabetes prevention program, the, the DPP, the National DPP, um, and many of those coaches are health, uh, community health workers. They, they may not mm -hmm. be health professionals, so they could actually take this as well and, and get up to speed on, on some of the, the issues related to uh, diabetes, many of which, of course, have crossovers. So, so, so that's great to hear um, that it's available to is continuing education for those health coaches, the lifestyle management. And uh, let me say this: it's it's also very affordable there because I mean, in you know, there's a there's a breakdown as to pricing, but from a high level, it can be as as little as ten dollars a seat or ten dollars a viewer to go through our series. So it's very very affordable for, in, in in that way, even not just for patients where there's a more direct financial model, but also for, like you say, health coaches where, you know, that's, that's a more difficult financial model to, to afford that for many organizations. Sure. That is. I'm glad you brought up the funding. $10 a seat is uh, downright uh, uh, amazing. Uh, you can't even get a pizza for that, so so that's awesome. Um, <laughs> I love it. So so let's uh, while you since you brought it up, let's talk a little bit more about uh, the ways that these this program gets funded. How they you know be the state health department or employer pays for it? Is it you know what is the sliding scale in, ball, in ballpark terms? And then and then I want you to jump into the reimbursement issue too. Sure. Okay. So you know I work mainly with folks uh, state health departments that have gotten funding through either 1815 or 1817 grants. 
and um, I've worked with a number of project officers as well as uh, most often a section chief or a program coordinator uh, affiliated with the chronic disease area of a state health department. And, um, you know, it's very simple. There's some discussion that happens. There's some demonstrations that happen and, and some budgeting that, 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 and allocating allocations that happen. And then, uh, and then a, a proposal and, 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 you know, it's, it's fit into the plan for either 1815 or 1817. So, um, you know, most of the people who are in state departments of health that are, you know, chronic disease um, program managers or section chiefs, they understand the funding process very well, but uh, it, it is, uh, like I say, approved by the AADE, and we have um, a number of um, project officers with the CDC who are aware of this and have approved it as well. So uh, it's exciting to to be working with a product that um, that has kind of a, a bit of a runway, so that so that you can be successful. And I know a number of my clients are glad to help other states um, figure out the the funding process. And there are other grants out there too that that we can take advantage of, and that we our our content. Um, adheres to from a strategic standpoint. Well, and, and I'll, then, just uh, interrupt, I'll just interrupt to say to anyone who's listening who doesn't know what 1815 and 1817 are, those are CDC uh, grants to states. And uh, so, so what you're saying is that pretty much any time that a state has a grant that's oriented toward diabetes or diabetes management, uh, they can apply those funds. And I love what you just said about other states willing to help. Uh, anyone listening who says, gosh, you know, I, I don't want to reinvent the wheel, uh, they can contact you, I assume, and you could partner them up with other states and, and make sure they, you know, uh, speak in the same language and, and jump with yeah. you know, the same hurdles. Okay, great. And, in fact, they're, they're like, will eager to, uh, to help. It's interesting. I've... You know they're very uh, open to um, talking about how things have been successful for them in their area, uh, and and as it relates to not only the funding part but just as it relates to um, leveraging the content for uh, their benefit and for the benefit of their mission. Fantastic! I love that that spirit of collaboration. Well, uh, tell me a little bit about the reimbursement then. You, you talked about that. Sure. That's specifically. Yep. So reimbursement is a, just a big part of this whole formula. And um, it's, it's not so much on the forefront of the State Department of Health, but whoever they provision this content to, oftentimes reimbursement is a, just a huge part of the conversation. And uh, like I say, this is considered curriculum. So all the rules apply to what we do online that are for brick and mortar. So what that means is when a program gets reimbursement currently using curriculum they may have currently, the same rules apply. And, and sadly, that eliminates some of the benefits of online and that for, for reimbursement for, um, for DSMES, you have to be in on the location where the DSMS is occurring. Occurring, 
So therefore, our program cannot be uh, reimbursed offline or, or remotely. It ha- you have, the patient literally has to be on site. But that doesn't mean that our program can't be used as a benefit for caretakers, for uh, watching the program and reviewing the program over and over again, maybe a session that they missed. Um, so that's kind of part A. Part B, the whole telemedicine concept is reimbursable through online means. And there are certain telemedicine codes and form, uh, um, let's say, policies that need to be adhered to, but you can do uh, coaching via the telephone and online education like, like D-Meetings um, using telemedicine codes. So the traditional codes, it's hard to get reimbursed, but telemedicine codes, you can get, uh, get reimbursement through uh, online means. Okay, great. So that's and, a high level. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. And, and I was just going to say, folks can contact you and, and go through the nitty-gritty of, of their particular state and, and who they're working with, because I know a lot of employers aren't even looking for reimbursement. They're just paying for things out of their wellness budget um, directly. So that's, that's uh, always a possibility. Well, I, I, I don't want to wrap up too soon, but we are at the uh, end of our time. Any last sure. thoughts uh, that you'd like to say? We're going we're gonna to tell everybody how they can get in touch with you at the end. But, but any summary statements or things you really want to drive home? Well, there are so many facets to this. And in, in any given health department, there are a lot of stakeholders who need to know uh, or need to get a glimpse of what this is all about. So I am more than willing to uh, have a phone conversation, and you can rope in any other stakeholders um, and share what this uh, content actually looks like, talk about pricing. So I'm very eager to, um, you know, to engage with folks who are interested in this. And, um, and so, uh, you know, that would be my thing. I just encourage you to reach out to me and set a time. I have my calendars online, so it's easy to get some time with me and, um, and um, you know, talk through more of the details and, for that matter, provide you a proposal or whatever and, uh, or, or even just, um, you know, references so that you can understand how other people are doing it. Well, and, and also I know it, it kind of opened my eyes when I saw a demonstration of the platform. You know, you did a screen share with me, and it was really uh, dynamic, and it, it just crystallized all my understanding about uh, the delivery. So uh, encourage well, the LMS. The, the LMS is a huge portion of that. To, to be able to just have the curriculum is one thing, but then to be able to manage the learners and hold people accountable uh, to their, you know, what they learned and, and how they – got through the course is just a huge part of it too. Indeed. Indeed. Well, thank you. Again, we've been talking with Brad Bellingraft, CEO of D Meetings. That's D as in diabetes, but he does far more than diabetes with this learning management system and curriculum. So I encourage you to reach out to him at dmeetings.com and uh, you'll have all the information on how to get in touch and, and, and carry on a conversation. But thanks again, Brad, so much for, for adding power to our work uh, through this Power Tools podcast. Thank you, and be well, everyone. We'll look forward to hearing and talking with our next partner next time. Bye-bye.